Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Blush. I'm Tiffany and I'm here with my lovely co-host Hiva. Hi Hiva, how are you? Hi, I'm doing so well. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. We were just saying how excited we are. Well, okay, I'm really excited for this episode. Hiva's like about to hit like stop record. I'm honestly dreading it. I really consider taking shots before recording this. I didn't. I did take an herbal tincture that I often take before we record. But yeah, it's going to be a rough one. So the number one feedback that Tiffany and I get on this podcast is how much you guys like our dynamic and our chemistry. We thought it would be appropriate to maybe give you guys some insight and background into our friendship because we've been friends for like 15 years or something and a lot of shit has happened in those years. Yeah, and you know, we normal people would share like all the beautiful touching moments. <laughs> We're going to share like all the fucked up shit that we've done and been a part of like the stories that he and I were like we're taking this to the fucking grave no we're putting it on a podcast seriously the stuff that we're gonna share today there is one thing in particular that's really giving giving me like ass sweats right now and (laughs) I mean it's something that I literally forgot ever happened but the amount of trauma it has caused in my life and the way it's fucked me up, which I'll get into. But I mean, it's the type of thing that you should never share with anyone. Should we start it off then, Hema, or should we hit stop record? <laughs> no, let's do it. And honestly, this for us is going to be kind of therapeutic. It's essentially doing shadow work. And if you don't know what that is, I remember when I first started getting into wellnessy stuff, I would see all these references to shadow work on Instagram. And I was like, what the fuck is that? Like, what? Like, are people playing with light and creating shadows? Like, what the fuck does that mean? Here's kind of basically what it means. So we all have things about ourselves that we don't like. And we often will put those things, quote unquote, in our shadow. So we ignore it. We pretend it never happened. We deny these aspects of ourselves. We're in denial about things that have happened in our lives because we've deemed these things to be so unlikable that we just want to pretend it doesn't happen. But when you put shit in your shadow, you are easily triggered by it. When that happens, it just, it has so much power over you. And the best thing you can do is to own all of your shit, to embrace all aspects of yourself, even if it's things that you want to change. You know, I'm not saying if you're this super angry person who's really hostile towards people, I'm not saying that you should live like that until the day you die. No, you can work on that and change it. But the first step really is to accept it, to understand that that's a part of you and own it and then you can work on changing it because otherwise every time you see another angry person you're going to be so triggered by them because it's something that you're denying in yourself so I guess what Tiffany and I are doing here today is very public shadow work we're owning all of our shit and we hope that by hearing it you'll be like oh well a I'm less crazy than that And B, 
if they can own that, then I can own this like kind of minor thing that I did once. 100%. And I'll start off by saying something. I did something really stupid and kind of just, it wasn't that big of a deal like a few days ago. The main thing I do in my life other than this podcast is take pictures of myself for Instagram. (laughs) And so this particular picture I was taking was for a collaboration with a lingerie brand. And I was wearing this really sexy slip type dress that had a very high slit. I was wearing a corset under this dress. And typically when I wear the corset, I don't wear any underwear because I don't want my panty line to show. But this time I decided to put on a nude thong because the slit was really high and I didn't want my vagina coming out. So I'm taking pictures because it was a collaboration. I wanted to take as many as I could to get one that was like halfway decent. And all of a sudden I have to pee. I'm like, shit, like I just want to get this done. So I'm holding it. I'm holding it. I'm holding it. And then finally I realize I'm like, I can't hold it. Like I'm just going to go pee. So I run to the bathroom. I sit down and I'm trying to pee. And like I kind of already have a little bit of a shy bladder. But I was like, God, I had to pee really bad. Why isn't this coming out? And I'm trying and I'm like pushing at it. But I'm also wearing this corset. So it feels like fucked up and it's really hard to sit. Finally, I start peeing and it's the biggest load of pee ever (laughs) I go to wipe myself and I realize I'm still wearing my fucking thong (gasps) (laughs) so my thong is drenched in urine (laughs) I've just peed myself on the fucking toilet (laughs) and I'm wearing this beautiful slip that was gifted to me and I'm like oh my God, I don't even know what to do right now. I can't even ask for help because I'm sitting on the toilet in this corset. I can barely fucking move. I'm drenched in pee, essentially. So I slowly like, well, first I wipe. This is so gross. I wipe the pee off the thong, (laughs) trying to get all the urine out. This is so disgusting. And then finally, I'm like, I slip it off of me and I'm holding this pee-drenched thong (laughs) and I don't know what to do. And I'm like, do I wash it? It's a really nice thong. I ended up throwing it away. I cleaned myself up, but it was just, I was like, honestly, Tiffany, like you're too old to be doing this shit. (laughs) Be peeing your pants. (laughs) I just pissed myself on the fucking toilet. Who the fuck does that? So that brings us to Heva and I's most traumatic thing in our lives, which is our pee. Oh, God. I mean, we once considered naming this podcast Pee Queens because every time we would try to record, it would be 10 minutes before it'd be like, okay, I'm just going to go pee. I'm just going to go pee. I'm just going to go pee. We're peeing over and over again. It's like we think toilets are going to go out of existence and we have to make sure we get our pee in. It's getting so bad. I'm literally pissing myself. (laughs) There is an origin story to our pee problems. So I used to be a little pee shy. Totally normal. A lot of people are not that big of a deal. But over time, it spiraled into something much greater and far worse. Basically, what happened was many, many years ago, I had to take a drug test for something. 
Not a huge deal. People do it all the time. So I'm in line at the drug testing center and someone has to come in the bathroom with you to make sure you're not like using fake pee and stuff. Totally normal, totally legit. I understand. Her being in the stall with me wasn't that big of a deal, but she was like, listen, I know you're pee shy. I won't even look. I'll just look up in the corner at the ceiling. You do your thing. And I'm like, okay, cool, cool. But I could not pee. The reason I couldn't pee was because I also kind of had to poop. So I didn't want to like poop in front of her, obviously. So I like couldn't release my pelvic floor muscles enough to be able to pee and not poop. And as we all know from episode seven, my pelvic floor muscles are in overdrive. <laughs> so I just could not fucking pee. She's looking at a clock and she's like, I'm so sorry. There's like a limit to the amount of time that we can stay with you because there's a long line of people. So once it gets to the time, she's like, you have to go back in line. I go back in line. Wait, wait, wait. It gets to be my turn again. We're in the stall again. I still can't fucking pee. We try again. I can't pee. Get back in line. Try again. I can't pee. This goes on for seven fucking times. I mean, my belly, it looks like I'm carrying a four-month child of urine <laughs> that's just not coming out. I'm drinking water. I also don't want to drink too much water so that it dilutes my pee and I get like a, uh, it fucks with the test results. It's a whole thing. My brother is there with me, like the good, amazing, sweet brother that he is. And he's like, okay, this is getting ridiculous. Let's go to lunch. Let's get you like some drinks. Let's get you loosened up. Let's get you ready to pee. <laughs> and so we go to lunch. I guess I probably must have pooped in the bathroom there because we go back afterwards. It's another two or three times, but I finally fucking pee. I mean, it was such an ordeal that there was a minor thing wrong with my pee test. I didn't fail it, but basically they had to send it to a further lab for further testing because one of my prescription medicines showed up on it. And ordinarily you would have to come back again and do another pee test. So I show up again and I'm like, yeah, I know there's this problem. And while you're sending it off to the lab, I can just do another test. And they took a look at me and they're like, you no, no, we do not have time for this shit. Like, absolutely not. We have a long line of people. We're a busy testing center. Like, you go home. When we get the results from the lab, we'll contact you if need be. I love that you're low-key banned from a drug testing place. <laughs> like, they're like, fuck it, just use drugs. We'll say, we'll say you didn't. Like, that is preferable to you ever showing your face ever here again. <laughs> so beautiful. Ever since. I have what I like to call performance anxiety. I just, when I sit on a toilet, I can't fucking pee. If there's a line and there's a time crunch situation, I cannot fucking pee. So like back before COVID and back before, you know, I behaved like an 80 year old woman, I used to go out to bars and stuff. And I mean, if I was going to a bar that I knew had like a single stall situation, I just knew there's no fucking way I'm going to be able to pee while I'm out. So I'd pee like 65 times before I leave the house. I still do it. I even do it before bed because I don't want to wake up in the middle of the night to pee. I mean, it's just before I do anything. I have to pee a zillion times. And there are times where I'll sit on the toilet 
I'm not even joking. There was one time I texted Tiffany and I was like, I've been sitting on the toilet for 49 minutes trying to pee. I have weird counting things that I do to soothe myself. Jesus (laughs) Christ. Sometimes now it's come full circle and sometimes it helps if I have someone with me because it eases the anxiety. It's beautiful how that's transitioned. I feel like my issue is almost kind of the opposite, but exactly the same. So literally right after I lost my virginity, maybe like I had had sex, maybe I'm not kidding you, three times with my boyfriend and my vagina. Every time I had to go to the bathroom, it felt like it was on fire. Like it was the most uncomfortable feeling I'd ever had. And I was like, oh my God, I got an STD. This is why you don't have (laughs) sex. I got a fucking STD the first time. So I go to actually Planned Parenthood, great place. And I go in and I'm like, I just started having sex and I'm pretty sure I got an STD. And they're like, okay, well, like fucking relax. Like, I'm so upset. They're like, chill the fuck out. You probably don't. We're going to run a bunch of tests and see what's going on. So they run like every test on me and she comes in the room. She's like negative, 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 negative. What you did test positive for is a UTI. And I was like, what the fuck is that? What do you mean I got a UTI? And Honestly, I don't even know if I knew at that time really what a UTI was. Mm. I never had one. People don't talk about it enough. No, they really actually don't. And what they also don't talk about enough (laughs) is she turns to me and she goes, sweetie, are you peeing after you have sex? And I go, no, why would I be doing this? And she's like, because you have to. You have to like flush everything out. And I'm just stunned. I'm like, no one ever said this to me. This wasn't in sex ed. And she's like, you're fine. This is a medication. It'll help you out. And every time you have sex, just pee afterwards. Unfortunately, at that point, the emotional and mental damage had already been done. And I almost took it too far after that where... I not only peed after sex, but before sex, before bed. Probably during sex, like in the middle. Wait, 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 wait. I'm just going to go pee for a good measure. Wait, no, I've actually done that. Like, that's not a joke. (laughs) (laughs) So then I just became compulsive about it. I was like, I have to get every drop of urine (laughs) out of my bladder before I can do anything. I mean, before I go to bed... I will pee at least seven times where now like Hiva, I get to the point where I'm like, I'm just going to sit on the toilet for 35 minutes and just let it all come out. And then I'm going to go to bed. And then sometimes if I can't fall asleep, I'll have to go back and pee because I'm like, shit, I got to pee again. (laughs) So this is my problem. And Hiva and I realized we have this issue when I came to visit you in New York. Yeah. So we hadn't seen each other in 10 years we had also much prior had a bit of a falling out and we weren't friends for like a year or two basically tiffany and i were both dating very overbearing people and i would say that it was the guys in our lives that caused issues in our friendship and really that's the only thing that happened i grew apart from a lot of my friends during that period 
Yeah, I think you did. And I also didn't love your boyfriend. And I think that contributed to it, too. You shouldn't have. I mean, he was trash. But <laughs> I mean, it, it didn't it, it didn't help that that situation existed. And then you were living in another. We were living in two different cities. So I feel like if we had been able to see each other, mm-hmm. we could have like talked it out and had a conversation. But I mean, we'd already been seeing each other a lot less because of the distance. And then I think that just like grew even a bigger wedge kind of. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we didn't like I think we didn't talk for like a year maybe. And then we kind of started talking a little on social again. And then it just grew and grew and grew. And then and it got to the point where we were talking really consistently and um, you had somewhat recent, this was a few years ago, you had somewhat recently gone through a breakup and I was like, you should come to New York. I just moved to New York. And so I was like, I don't really know anyone. And I just broke up with my boyfriend and like coming out. And so she came and we hadn't seen each other in 10 years. And one of the first things we realized is that during this separation, we had both developed pee issues. Like when we would hang out, we were just normal girls, had a normal relationship with urination. And then I also have UTI phobia. My freshman year of college, there were nine separate times that I went to the health clinic being convinced that I had a UTI and they would do a test and they're like, you don't have a UTI. Like what's going on? When I realized that Tiffany shared a lot of my pee issues, I've never felt so seen and so heard and so understood and so connected to another human being. I could honestly cry right now thinking that there is someone else that has such a fucked up relationship (laughs) with urine like I do and their bladder is just slowly ruining their life. I mean, it's so bad. Like I think about it sometimes, the amount of time that I fucking waste on the toilet, like I could be Elon Musk if not (laughs) for my... It's our bladder. It's our fucked up bladders. So yeah, we really connected. It was a really, it was a really beautiful fucking moment, honestly. Yep. And if anyone else out there has any sort of pee issues, if you're (laughs) pee shy or have like performance anxiety or whatever the fuck is going on with you and your relationship to the toilet, please, please, please DM us so we feel less alone. Our relationship with P is fucked up. We've also done some weirdly, I don't know if it was fucked up what we did, but this happened in the very, very beginning of our relationship. We did something kind of fucking weird, I would say. I still stand by that I think it was fucking hilarious and the other people involved handled it poorly (laughs) so if you listen to last episode you heard a story about a guy that I would have friend zoned but ended up dating because there were pictures of him and Tiffany online okay so me and that guy dated for a while we break up right when we break up is when Tiffany and I got really really close we instantly had this super strong connection like I mean, she jokes that she came to my house and she never left, but that's basically it. Like, she may as well have lived at my parents' house. Yeah, I borderline moved in with you, and you were going through this breakup, but I think you were actually, 
I don't remember you being depressed or really upset or anything. I had come to terms with the breakup. And one thing I want to lay groundwork for, because it's going to come up for a lot of these things, is I dated a guy who was very into traditional gender roles, is the best way that I can put it. I don't want to label him as sexist, but if the shoe fits... (laughs) dramatic pause (laughs) yeah no but so like when tiffany and i got close i was in this zone where i was like fuck this guy like like he broke up with me for no reason i later found out like years later that it was because he thought i was cheating on him which i wasn't i wasn't but anytime i did anything without him he thought i was cheating on him I don't think he really liked me, to be quite honest. No, he because didn't. <laughs> no, he did not. Like, we, yes. And I really, I feel like a lot of the times my friends' boyfriends, like, they're like, oh, shit, like, Tiffany's, like, involved in this situation. Like, this could get dicey. So I feel like you also becoming really close with me right after their breakup was, like, kind of a fuck you to him as well. It really, yeah. And it was not intentional on my end at all. But I think that he very much interpreted it that way which is fair enough I don't I'm you know whatever he as we've sort of established is very into like traditional gender roles conservative he's a conservative guy does not have a sense of humor apparently not (laughs) we found out he does not (laughs) okay so I'm just gonna get into I think this was actually winter break I was home for winter break and you know, I just had clothes kind of everywhere and we're just hanging out in my bedroom, which actually is the master bedroom suite of the house that my parents had given me because I just had because Tiffany lived with me and they're like, oh, yeah, you need a bigger bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> so we're just hanging out. There's shit everywhere. And Tiffany picks up the scarf and she's like, oh, my God, this is such a cute scarf. I've never seen you wear it. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's my ex's. I, I Like, he just forgot it here. And, I mean, it's been months since we broke up. I'm pretty <laughs> sure he's not going to come get it. Do you want it? And she was like, oh, yeah, why not? Like, I'll take the scarf. No big deal. And so then we're like, you know what would be really funny? <laughs> and so we're just brainstorming. You know, like when you have a good friend and your sense of humor is the same. And so you just keep taking it one step further. Yeah. First, we started with like, you know, it would be really funny if you wore the scarf and you like run into him wearing it. And he's like, why the fuck are you wearing my scarf? <laughs> so he's like, um, is this my scarf? And you'd be like, he gave this to me <laughs> like as a yeah. gift. <laughs> It was a gift. It was a Christmas gift from her. (laughs) So that's how it starts. And then we're like, uh, this is too funny for it to not happen. Why don't we instead take a million pictures of you with the scarf and put them on Facebook so that he sees? I'm never going to run into him. He's never going to see me wearing his like brown checkered scarf. I still vividly remember what it looks like. Same. <laughs> so we have a full blown magazine style photo shoot of me in I wore it as uh like a thing around my waist like belly dancing I remember was one of the pictures <laughs> around my neck around my head it was so aggressive there were so many pictures I mean some of them got like low-key thoughty like she's doing like kind of weird <laughs> shit to the scarf <laughs> 
there was a minimum of like 20 to 30 photos of me with this scarf. <laughs> minimum. And we go, okay, well, did we, we just uploaded them all to what, Facebook? Yeah, yeah I think you just posted it on your page. <laughs> I think I wrote something on the lines of, thank you so much to my amazing friend, Hiva, for this beautiful <laughs> scarf. And then I include <laughs> like 20 pictures <laughs> of me dancing with the scarf, holding the scarf, cradling the scarf. Like doing weird shit, like grinding on the scarf, like straddling on top of it. I think we should try to find some of these pictures and share them on the Blush Pod Instagram. (laughs) I think we, I mean, obviously I eventually deleted these photos off of Facebook, but I can't imagine anyone that was friends with me that saw that. I was like, what the fuck? It's just such a weird, like if it actually would have been a Christmas gift, it would have been such a weird reaction to a Christmas gift. Like, why am I doing a fucking photo shoot and then posting it all online? Who does that? So obviously I'm Facebook friends with him and he fucking sees it. crying right now he dm'd you first and he's like um that's my scarf (laughs) (laughs) which it was (laughs) and you were like i have no idea what you're talking about heva gave this to me as a christmas gift and then did he message you what did he do after that yes i mean here's the thing I genuinely thought that at this point he would either be like, what? Or he'd be like, ha ha, that's funny. You girls are crazy. Like either keep the scarf or give it back to me. But he took it to a whole new level. So he starts DMing me. He's like, Tiffany has Sam's scarf. And I was like, what? What are you talking about? And he's like, this is Sam's scarf. I need it back. I'm like, we broke up nine months ago and you have not needed the scarf in this entire time. Like, why is it suddenly? And he just starts going batshit. Like, he, like, loses it. At some point, he logged into my Facebook account because I hadn't changed. I mean, insane. He lost his fucking mind. Um, (laughs) He, because I hadn't changed my password since back then. He logged into my Facebook account and from my Facebook account wrote really fucked up shit on Tiffany's wall, on so many people I was friends with in college who he didn't even know or know about. Honestly, I'm trying to keep this episode about the cringy things that we do, but truly Truly his behavior, like uh, what we did was like crazy and weird and whatever, but his reaction took it to this extreme that it never needed to be. And I I still stand by, I think what we did was hilarious. And I think how he reacted was so wrong. Yeah, we never did it with the intent to like piss him off. So I'm guessing, I'm assuming after he lashed out about the scarf incident he also wore headbands (laughs) that was the only thing we could think of that we could make fun of him for i personally have no issue with men wearing headbands i think it's fine i kind of think it's low-key hot like i'm picturing just a guy with a man bun and a headband pushing him back Ooh, i think that's sexy 
It's super sexy, but I also don't think every guy can pull it off. No, he did not, for the record. (laughs) And he had just started wearing headbands, like, aggressively. I think you guys went to the same gym, and that's how you knew, right? Mm -hmm. So we (laughs) decided to create... This was back when Facebook, like, everybody was on Facebook. We created a Facebook group called... It was something like, I hate men who wear headbands. (laughs) I hate men who wear headbands. We put pictures of men wearing headbands. And we invited every single person that he potentially knew into this Facebook group. And so many of them joined. Everybody joined. Everybody, all of his friends. We're now in a Facebook group for people that hate when men wear headbands. And we would like post updates. Like we would post like pictures like... Here's another guy wearing a headband. We fucking hate it. And his friends were like liking it and like kind of laughing. I guess that was kind of mean. But honestly, after he reacted about the scarf incident, like he kind of deserved it. Yeah, he did. I mean, uh, to put it like he wrote from my account on Tiffany's wall about her being a whore. He wrote on like changed my status, something about me being a whore again. Don't want to use the word sexist, but sexist. He wrote racist shit on a black guy's wall. Like, that's not... Like, it's... That, to me, is the one that will forever haunt me. And actually, um, him and I are friends, and he listens to this podcast. So, I like, I he knows it wasn't me and whatever, but it was so fucked up. Did he ever admit to doing that? I don't know if he did, but he definitely didn't deny it. And he was literally the only person who knew my Facebook password and who's the only person who would have... called you and me whores you know what I mean so yeah yeah. (laughs) it was like Tiffany was a virgin at the time by the way she was like definitely not a whore and I think I confronted him and I I don't know if he admitted it but he definitely didn't deny it at all so like it was very uh, openly him you know yeah and going back to shadow work if he had just been like you girls are fucking crazy fuck you yeah I wear headbands and I like it yeah Everyone would have laughed and we would have all moved on. And that, to me, like, if you can be that level of Teflon where someone is making fun of something that you do and you just laugh at it, too, that is the ultimate place to be. So he could have. But the next thing we have to talk about, Heba. God, this is what I've been treading. Is the binder. I know we don't want to talk about it, but there's actually not much to say about the binder. But it's something Heba and I did that I think was a profound moment for women. (laughs) (laughs) We were pioneers in the feminist movement. (laughs) It was the feminist version of the burn book, essentially, is what we did. And just to put this in a timeline for you, this was really recently after me and that guy broke up. So this was before the scarf stuff. This was before everything. It was during the summer. I was kind of newly out of a relationship where my behaviors were constantly judged and criticized as being how ladylike I'm being, essentially. And I kind of rebelled against that. We, yeah, we grew up in an area that I would say is relatively conservative. People are super judgy. Everyone's in each other's business. And Eve and I become friends, and I think we were living our own version of sex in the city in some ways. <laughs> and so we were friends with two other girls. The four of us were hanging out a ton. We were just having so much fun that summer. And 
all of us were kind of like talking to guys and dating and I was a virgin at the time so everything was pretty like PG PG 13 for me but I don't know how this started but one night we were like let's keep track of our hookups which in retrospect it was kind of the early beginnings of your obsession with Google Docs Eva (laughs) (laughs) the origins because you were a crafty type person too yep I was I'm pretty sure I made the binder god so we create this binder of all our he was like cringing right now that's the only reason why i'm speaking about it we create this binder and it's very well organized and labeled from what i remember (laughs) shock surprise it's beautiful and it's our names the four of us and we came up with a point system it essentially was a competition to see who could hook up with the most guys. Now I do have to preface hookup was like make out or more, whatever that that's all. It wasn't like we're counting people or having sex with again. Tiffany was a virgin at the time. (laughs) I was not, but that's neither here nor there. (laughs) And there was a point system and depending on how far you went. No, no, no. It wasn't how far you went. I vividly remember this because we vetoed that because you and one other girl in the group were virgins and we were like we don't want to incentivize you guys to have sex like that's okay no you're right you're right because that's where we drew the line (laughs) 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 okay that makes sense if it was your first time hooking up with someone you got more points if it was a repeat it was less points that's what it was yes that's what it was and so I mean, it was like the fucking amazing race. Let the games begin, essentially. And it it was obviously from an honor system. Yep. But I remember I was like, I need to make out with every guy in a six feet vicinity (laughs) because I need to win this fucking game. It was fun. It was innocent. It was innocent. I mean, I have so much cringe over it. And... You know, I've talked about how there were seven years of my life where I was completely celibate. And I think the binder very directly contributed to that. Because going back to Shadow, basically, I felt so fucking cringy about the binder that I put like my entire sexuality into my shadow. Like I basically was like, I never want to behave in any way that's even close to that. I just want to be this pristine, proper girl. Like I took it way too far with the binder. I It was so <laughs> cringy. And so I'm just going to go ahead and be this like virginal figure who never talks to guys, never kisses guys, never goes out on dates and far less ever has sex with guys. Like it really, sexuality was so deep in my shadow. It's taken so much self-work for me to accept myself. And the binder was a huge contributor. (laughs) I can't believe this dumb binder we made like had lasting traumatic effects on your mental health. Meanwhile, I'm like, I think the overall idea was kind of great. And it like reinvented feminism. And you're like, I'm still traumatized. No, it did. Because again, I had just gone out of this relationship with this guy. And we were kind of like, men try to fuck as many women as they want. Why don't we try to make out with as many guys as we want? Again, this is well pre-COVID. Like the stakes are different (laughs) these days. But back in the day, we were like, we're 18 years old. Let's 
have fun. It's summer. Yeah. Like, let's uh, talk to a bunch of dudes. Let's not get hung up on one guy. Let's, you know, live our best Samantha Jones lives. You know, it was really actually good for me because I think I was really, really shy in a lot of ways. And it really helped, like, force me to kind of get out of... <laughs> I'm sorry, did you say you were really, really shy? I think with guys I was. <laughs> I think with guys I was. Okay, shy is like one of the last words I would use to describe Tiffany, but okay. Well, I was a virgin. Yeah, I hadn't no, had were. sex. You hadn't had sex. You, you, I think you were a little more shy with guys. Yeah, I, I was. See that. I, you like really put yourself out there in such like a dominant and fearless way that I don't think anyone would see you as shy. But I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, maybe shy isn't the right word. It was just sort of like I, I didn't feel like I had any experience mm-hmm. at that time. Mm-hmm. I was like, I haven't had sex. Like, I feel like I'm the last one of my friends to be a virgin. And for me, it like kind of gave me permission to I, I mean, I still didn't have sex, but like to just like kind of let loose and have fun. Do we want to share who won the game? I think I won. You did win. <laughs> I think I, yeah, I won because um, there was one night where we had a party at my house. Oh. My parents' house again. <laughs> and we were hammered. And I believe I made out with seven people, one of which was Tiffany. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Me and Heva essentially threw a party for the binder and invited every guy we could potentially make out with and just... I feel like I'm gonna have to delete this entire episode when I'm editing it I know this is oh god I mean if there's one that I really don't want my parents to listen to (laughs) especially because so much of this was at their house wait oh my god I just remembered do you remember my parents were out not that that was not that that was like a factor (laughs) in our party throwing because we just threw the party in the basement whether they'd be home or not but they happened to be out they come home to I mean shit's out like Tiffany was making out with some guy in the bathroom that my dad usually uses like with like there's a bathroom in the basement that she could have done this in there is it's a big basement there's a lot of places but she's upstairs and I'm like Tiffany get the fuck out of this bathroom my parents are home do it in any other bathroom but not this one. Oh my god that was such a fun party that was such a fun night yeah that really was a fun night it was yeah I remember at some point my dad's like are people drinking and I was like what like I'm like hammered yeah. by the way hammered and he's and I'm like what what's drinking like what are you talking about speaking of drinking probably one of the most horrific nights I've ever had drinking (laughs) hands down and I've had some shit shows I don't know if this is the most horrific but I would put it probably in like top five was with was us going out drinking Mm -hmm. well we attempted to go out drinking go out that's right (laughs) I hold a pregame at my place. It was like me, you, this guy that I had been off and on hooking up with comes. He comes with his friend that I'd met for the first time. And then like three other of our girlfriends were there. It was a relatively small group. 
we're all drinking. I remember we were drinking Hypnotic. Oh, my God. Yeah. The guys that we were friends with in high school were obsessed with Hypnotic. It was the weirdest fucking shit. We are drinking Hypnotic, and I remember it spilled all over my carpet. And my mom was, the next day, is like, why is there, why is the carpet blue? And I was like, I spilled my eyeshadow. She was like, <laughs> <laughs> the fuck so we're drinking we end up pre-gaming really really fucking hard because we were going clubbing and we were already clubbing underage so there was no way we could drink while we were out i think we were going to an 18 and over club though yeah i think so i think so so we couldn't we couldn't drink there so we're like we'll just drink really hard at my place and the guy that I was often on hooking up with drives, we had to go to the Metro. Oh, my God. That's, I was trying to remember where we were going in the car. That's right. Okay. By the way, he wasn't drinking. The person driving wasn't no. drinking, for the record. No, he was... Yeah. He was dead sober and actually... Truly made it worse. <laughs> it really made it worse that he was sober and his friend was sober. But me, Heva, and our third friend were blackout drunk at this point and the night hasn't even started we're in he had like an suv we're all crammed in the back we're driving to the metro i guess we pre-gamed so hard and for so long that by the time we get to the metro it was closed because <laughs> we had to take the metro from like virginia to dc to go to the club this is all kind of fuzzy i remember at, at some point on the way to the metro i lost my shirt <laughs> Okay, no, Tiffany at the time, at this stage in her life, had a habit of undressing when she got drunk. Yeah. <laughs> I had the name Topless Tiffany because I would always just take off my shirt. So at some point from my place to the metro, which we were just in the car, I lose my shirt. Like it's gone. It's out the window. It's, it's, it's in the highway. It's gone. Yeah. Like she doesn't even have an option to get robed again, even if she wanted to. It's just gone. So, <laughs> so we get to the metro. It's closed. And he's like, okay, I'm going to just drop you guys off at home. And I was like, okay, we'll just have a, a night at my place. We get to my place and I lived in a condominium and next to the condominium, like right next to it is this huge field of grass and then you cross a road and it's a shopping mall. So it's kind of on a main street, but it's sort of hidden as well. And we are so fucked up. He drives all the way to the end and it's kind of like a cul-de-sac and there's like a whole field of grass there. And then across the street is this shopping mall and we get out of the car. I'm not wearing a shirt. <laughs> Heva is... <laughs> so sick i'm just throwing up like i'm throwing up everywhere i mean projectile vomiting like in the grass and his friend was actually like taking care of you mm -hmm. very sweet guy if you're listening thank you hopefully he's not do you remember what you kept saying though no you were like you guys i never do this i'm in a sorority i don't get sick <laughs> You just kept... Which is also <laughs> untrue. I vomited all the time. I have no idea why I said that. He was like puking and then getting back up and be like, you guys, this never happens. <laughs> like, this is not like me at all. I don't know what's going on. Bold face and lies. Then, I vomited all yeah. the time. I like... <laughs> but I would have said that. I'm in a sorority. <laughs> I know how to handle my liquor. <laughs> Untrue. <laughs> Untrue. 
I have now decided to take off the rest of my clothes. So I was wearing a bra and then I think I was wearing leggings because at the time it was like when you wore a top with like mm-hmm. leggings. I rip off my leggings and then I'm, I know at one point I rip off my G-string. So I'm running around with just a bra on and our third <laughs> friend is hysterically crying. <laughs> Because one of her friends is naked and the other one is puking. (laughs) And she's looking at me and she's like, Tiffany, I'm begging you put on your clothes. Like, I'm begging you, please. And I was like, stop it. Like, I want to be free. And like, I can't talk to you because you're like dying, essentially. And this this guy is like trying. I remember multiple times he was trying to put my underwear on me, and and she's like yelling at me. So at some point I just break free and I like start running into the field, and I run and I run and I'm like just like in the wind. My vagina's out, and then at one point I stop and I'm like, oh shit, I have to pee, and I just pissed myself. <laughs> hey, at least you didn't have a thong on this time. <laughs> What a full circle moment. I pee myself. I kind of guess I shook it and air dried and then I ran back. (laughs) And this poor guy like dresses me and then like somehow manages to get us into my place. Do we just end on that note? I feel like that was just so full circle. Yeah. Yeah, it was. We've had such good times. I know we did. And honestly, if you don't do that shit when you're 18... Then when are you going to do it? I don't know. Honestly, if you didn't do that shit when you were 18, please consider yourself lucky and just move on with your life. But we're going to try to make ourselves feel better and say people do dumb shit when they're 18. And that was ours. Yeah. And honestly, as Heva said in the beginning, the whole point of us sharing these stories was... You know, if there's anything you've done when you were younger and you look back on and cringe at it, like you shouldn't. We've all done dumb shit. We've all acted stupid and silly. And, you know, it's fine. Just laugh at it. Own it. Tell a friend. Put it on a fucking podcast. (laughs) I don't know. But don't be embarrassed because sitting with that embarrassment really does nothing for you. And whatever decisions you've made, bad or good, stupid or smart, like they're your decisions. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. And I'll take it one step further. Even if you did dumb shit last week, even if it was yesterday, let's all get to a place where instead of canceling each other, instead of like spewing so much hate in the world, we can be like, you know what? I did this. It was a fucking mistake. I'm kind of embarrassed and I'm going to learn from it. Like, do you think I'm proud of losing my mind with the German? No. Do you think I love having it on a podcast so that every guy that I go out with in the future can hear? No. But at the same time, it's me. It's who I am. It's what I did. And I used it as a way to learn and grow from. By the way, if you haven't listened to that episode, it's episode five. But just let's all own our shit. Let's all treat each other with compassion and grace. And most importantly, treat ourselves with compassion and grace. On that note, are we accepting any sort of giveaway this week? Wait, real quick, before we do the giveaway, for Christmas, we're doing another Q&A episode. If you have any questions that you would want answered 
You can DM us. You can email theblushpod at gmail.com. Or if you want to submit anonymously, if you go to the link in our bio at blushpod, there's a link there and you can submit anonymously. And with that, the scarf story that you just heard is not the only time that I've done weird shit with a scarf. I'm not going to share the story here, but if you win the winner of this week's giveaway, we'll give you inside scoop, behind the scenes content of the other time that I've acted real fucking weird with a scarf. And spoiler oh alert, it's super, super fucking recent. It's a real time thing. So yeah, to enter the giveaway, we want you to screenshot this episode and put it in your IG stories and tag at blush pod the winner of the giveaway we will dm the full scarf shenanigans story you know you want to hear it don't sleep on this it's a good one (laughs) if you haven't had enough scarf bullshit well you're getting more don't worry thank you guys so much for listening we love you guys love you guys see you next week